Welcome back to this episode of the Live Revised Podcast. My name is Christy Browning and I am your host. And let me just say welcome to the podcast. If you are new to our little corner of the podcast world, we are excited to have you here. And if you haven't had the chance to meet me, let me just tell you, you're going to find some motivation here, some inspiration and some encouragement to uncover and unpack your purpose and to live it with passion. And that's what I'm all about, whether it's on the podcast, I'm speaking at an event or I'm writing a book. Man, I love to fire you up to go after the thing you were most created to do and to do it with passion. And today, that's what exactly we're going to talk about. How to dial up your potential for purpose. And I have three things that we're going to cover today. One, we're going to talk about why this potential for purpose is so important and why it's so critical to living a life that you love. We're also going to talk about what's keeping you from getting into this purpose space and for really amping that up and living it out. And then lastly, I'm going to give you some ideas on how you can get more in touch with your purpose and to live it out with more intention and more success. So stay tuned. We've got a lot to discuss today and I'm ready to dive in. So I bet if I were to ask you the question, do you feel like you have a purpose? There may be some confidence in saying, I know I have a purpose. But then if I asked, what is that? A lot of people struggle with being able to articulate what that is. And even more so, there's a frustration that's kind of underlying in that question because we know we should have a purpose. We know that we have untapped potential. We know that, you know, the future is waiting for us to step into our greatness. But sometimes we see that as so vague and foggy and it's just not clear as to what that is. And how do we get in there? When I think about purpose and potential, I think about us as little kids where we were free to dream and be anything we wanted to be, whatever that was going to be. And nothing and nothing hampered that dream, right? Like we were free to explore anything that we thought we wanted to be. And maybe that changed by the minute, maybe that changed every other day, but you know, that creativity and that freedom to, you know, explore and imagine what life would be like for us as adults or whatever we wanted to be, or however we wanted to grow up. That is such a gift. And as we get older, we kind of lose touch with the ability and the freedom to have that exploration and that imagination The problem with that is it's the thing that can really hold us back from what our purpose should be, because we we don't want to step into something that may not fit right, that people think is maybe odd, that comes with rejection, that makes us different or, or really, you know, against anything that the norm might call for. But let me tell you the definition of potential. And, and for this discussion, I'm, I'm intermixing purpose and potential together because they go hand in hand. Purpose is the board that you paint the picture on, that you, you know, use to uh, showcase your potential and your talent and your abilities. And so they do work together. But potential, when you look it up in the dictionary, it means to, uh, to look for or have a latent undeveloped power that's not yet come to pass. Think about that for a second. An undeveloped power 
that's not yet come to pass. Now, if you are a superhero geek like I am, uh, you know that a lot of times in superhero movies, we don't know the we don't know the power until they've had some sort of traumatic or stress point in their life that makes that power come about. Um, like I think about um, Captain America. Uh, of course, he goes into this experiment that was supposed to make him stronger and bigger to fit the mold of a soldier. And yet he had no idea really what that was going to be about. And it wasn't until he meets some sort of a foe, some enemy, that he recognizes his full strength. That was his potential that finally came to pass. And you can attach that to a lot of other superheroes. We'll take Wonder Woman as an example. If you've seen the movie, read the comics, know the story, um, you know, she grows up with these uh, abilities and these superpowers, but she doesn't know. She's kind of kept back from them and is not told about them until there's some great um, conflict and her ability to come in and save the day is sort of, uh, unlocked. And that power is unlocked when she's in that moment in that crucial critical moment. And sometimes it takes us getting into a crucial or critical moment to recognize our potential. Maybe there's a, a desperate financial situation that pushes us in our business or in our career. And we really, you know, tap into our potential because all of a sudden, it's necessary. It's needed. We have to move out of our comfort zone. Um, we can't stay where we're at anymore. Sometimes maybe it is an emergency, a physical emergency maybe that uh, gets you revved up and, and in the moment it's this untapped potential. Whatever it might be, sometimes we see these flashes of potential or you may be uh, working on a project or taking on a new job or, or exploring some sort of you know hobby and you start to get a glimpse of your purpose, of your talent, of your abilities. We all sometimes encounter this flash of purpose, potential, abilities, but how do we like harness it? How do we make it the thing we can control, we can tap into, we can utilize and we can pull from? And before we talk about the how-tos, let's talk about why this is critical, why this is important. And really, if you think about purpose and potential, there's no better example than the garden. My husband and I have a garden that we we grow in our backyard every year. And it's interesting because every year we can grow kind of the same things, but we're never promised that the results are going to always be the same every year, right? So we can plant some tomato plants. Uh, and, you know, depending on the weather and depending on what happens, they may produce really well or they may not. We had uh, planted a ton of stuff this year from tomato plants to eggplants to all different kinds of peppers, asparagus, lots of different varieties of, of food and vegetables. And some of the things we, we planted were little sapling plants uh, and starter plants and some were seeds. And it was interesting to watch some of the things that we grew according to just from seeds. They had a rough go. And you think about a seed, it has everything in it to produce whatever it is that it's supposed to produce. Uh, for instance, in our garden, we tried to plant okra seeds and the seed had it all inside of it, everything it needed to produce an okra plant. 
but that was just its potential. There was no promise that that seed was going to yield any kind of an okra plant or any kind of um, an okra pod we can pick and eat. There was no promise. Think about what has to happen for all the things to fall into place for that seed to really have its full potential uncovered. It has to be planted. It has to be planted in the right soil and the chemistry of that soil has to be accurate. It has to uh, be watered. And even as it starts to come up through the ground, there's kind of a, a, a painful growth period for that seed because what's inside of it has to be pushed out of the comfort in the confines of that shell of that seed. And it has to push itself out of that. And then it also has to push itself up through the dirt. And that's just before we even see any evidence of the plant. And then once the plant breaks the surface of that soil, it then has to, you know, get the right amount of sun, get the right amount of water, be protected from critters and varmints that want to eat it or insects that want, you know, to, to destroy it and to eat its leaves. And, and then that's not even before there's pods on it. And once the pods come about, you know, it's protecting the plant so we can let those pods really grow to their full potential. And so that the taste is what we want and the texture is what we want. And there's a lot of steps that have to happen for that seed to then turn into the plant we're looking for. See, it's really not just the fact that the seed has the potential to be a plant. It's more of all the things that have to happen to allow for that to come about. And when we're talking about your potential for purpose, it's the same thing. You can have packed inside of you all the potential in the world and all of the talent and abilities and, and skills to conquer the world. But there's a lot of other things that have to happen for it to come out of you. So you are capable of more. You are capable of growing. You are capable of pushing out of the confines and the safety of your quote unquote shell and to grow up and grow through whatever obstacles are there in order to produce something really amazing. The question is, are you going to do it? See, we talk about why this is critical and it's critical because in order for us to have a life that meets our need for significance, makes us feel purpose-filled, gives us that sense of fulfillment, gives us a sense of, of loving life and living it to the fullest, potential plays a big part of it. Because we sit on the sidelines of the game, we never know the joy of victory. Yep, we may watch the winning score. We may see the other players on the field, you know, make the play, score the points, push through and get that, you know, get that win. But it feels different when you're not on the field. I always think about the guys who are part of the Super Bowl winning team when it comes to football. And, you know, so many of those players are just on the team. They don't ever get to touch the turf. And they're there to cheer on their team and support and they're dressed, ready to go. But the majority of them don't get playing time. Yet when the Super Bowl is won by their team, they all get rings as if they all equally helped with a win. And while there's something to be said for that, and I'm sure that their contribution is important and is valued, it's just not the same as being in the game. For us, when we want to have that sense of, yes, I love this life, I love who I am, and I love where I'm going, it requires us to get off the sidelines and get in the game. 
when we aren't living our potential, we can feel frustrated and disconnected from the thing that we know, you know, we're meant for. Even if you can't articulate what that is, you just know something's out there and you aren't stepping into it. It's frustrating. It feels like it's elusive and it's just out of your grasp. And that can be so frustrating because you were meant for more. The other thing that we do when we don't live out our potential is that we make excuses as to why we can't. You know, we're real quick to come up with reasons why we shouldn't push ourselves, why we should stay on the bench, why we shouldn't get out of our comfort zone. We can even uh, mask that in jealousy and envy of somebody else who is out there playing the game and trying to realize their potential. We can feel depressed and drained of energy because we're really not filling up the reservoir in our hearts and our spirits because we're we're just wrapped up in excuses, procrastination. Maybe that feeling of depression is, is that energy drain because you're not doing anything to recharge your batteries. And so being in touch with and turning up the potential of your purpose is what gives you life. Even if you don't know all that it's going to be or all that the way it's going to look, it's still the thing that gives you energy rather than draining you energy. So if we realize this is an important factor, let's talk a little bit about what is keeping you from it. If you say, yeah, Christy, I know like my purpose, I need to uncover it. I need to live it out. I need to go for it. But I just, something's holding me back. Something's keeping me from it. Well, there's a couple of things that it could be. So let's diagnose maybe a couple of symptoms uh, and a couple of obstacles that might be in your way that's keeping you from really moving ahead into your, your purpose. The first thing is that you can really experience a lack of confidence. Maybe you're worried about failing. You're worried about what people are going to think. Whatever that no confidence comes from, or no matter what that is, it is a real emotion. Some can label it fear, some label it anxiety, some label it uncertainty, however you want to label it. It all comes to the root thing of, I don't want to mess this up. What if I'm wrong? What if this is not the thing? What if everyone thinks I'm crazy at saying this is what I want to do? And a lot of times the thing that we're looking at, the the thing that will manifest our potential or manifest our purpose, it usually isn't something that everyone in our corner is doing. It's usually unique for a purpose, for a reason. And so you're looking at it going, no one else around me is doing this thing. How am I going to step out and say, hey, I know this doesn't look like anything else that you are doing or anyone around us is doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. That is hard. That really tests your confidence. So that definitely can be something that's holding you back. You may also feel that there's no time. Oh, I'm just barely getting through all the things each day. I have no time to devote to something else, to devote to anything that's part of my purpose or to tap into more of my potential. I I just don't have the time. And we can find that we're really just too busy and we use our calendar as an excuse. Or maybe we just procrastinate. And really that kind of goes back to fear as well. We're procrastinating because we just are really scared of what it's going to be. Maybe the thing that's holding you back is that you don't have any intention or goals. 
meaning you don't have a focus or a vision on where you really want to go. And not that every step has to be planned out or that it needs to be visual uh, or able to uh, articulate every step of the journey, but at least kind of knowing where you want to land is a little important. And if you don't know that and you can't envision that and you can't feel that, uh, you may feel a little disconnected on where to go and what to do and what is it that I'm really shooting for. And the reason why that's important the reason why this intention piece is really critical is because it's the thing that should get your heart pumping a little faster. When you think about your potential and your purpose and you start to envision kind of the goal of that and the end point of like when you've arrived to your full potential, what that looks like, what you're going to be doing, how is that carrying out, it should get you excited. My quote unquote potential is to be a published author and to be a nationally recognized motivational speaker. I don't know all the steps it's going to take to make that happen, but I know in my heart and my mind what it's going to feel like and what I have envisioned that to be when I get there. Again, I may not know all the steps, but I can kind of paint a picture in my mind that this is what life will look like once I get there. This is what it's going to feel like to walk out on a stage that, you know, I'm nationally known as this motivational speaker. This is what it's going to feel like to be signing book deals and going on book tours and creating this life of a published author. Um, that gets me excited. That makes me sit up in my chair a little more. It makes me excited for, uh, you know, what that's going to be and how that's going to impact my life and the purpose that I can carry out into the lives of others. But if you don't have that, then there's really no reason to push. And so sometimes what's holding you back is that you've not allowed yourself, you've not given yourself permission to really get down into the heart of it, to really get down into the emotional part of why you want this where you want to go and what's really your intention and the motive behind that intention. The other thing that may be holding you back is not having support, feeling like you don't have support. You don't have a, a group of people to cheer you on and to rally you towards the thing you're working for or towards the thing you want to make happen. It's really important for us to take inventory and to take stock of the people we spend time with the most. Because studies have shown that you are most like the five people you spend the most time with. And if those five people are negative, if they are uh, weighing you down and full of depression, if they have limited feelings and thoughts and they're communicating those kinds of messages, it is going to impact your belief, your vision, your get up and get out and get to. So where's your support? Who's there to help you? I heard this story uh, that was shared on another podcast that I thought was so great. Um, President Bush Sr. Uh, was running for re-election and him and his wife were uh, heading out to uh, go meet some of the public and meet some of the constituents. Uh, and they stopped at a gas station to fuel up. And when they did, uh, Mrs. Bush gets out of the car and she walks across uh, the parking lot to the gas station manager and she gives him a hug. And then she comes back and she sits gets in the car. President Bush looks at her and says, uh, you just went and hugged the gas station manager. What? Why did you just do that? You just left the president of the United States to go hug a gas station manager. And she said, oh yes, um, that was my first boyfriend from high school. To which he said, well, 
Imagine that. If you'd have married him, you would have been married to a gas station manager. And if you know anything about Mrs. Bush, this fits so in line with her personality because she responded, no, I would have been married to the president of the United States. <laughs> There's some truth in that, right? Because she was a pretty uh, formidable woman and uh, pretty intentional and goal-oriented. Goal and I believe that her influence may have come, may have changed that gas station manager's uh, future. And she kind of was poking fun at President Bush, but the people we hang around with directly impact who we are and how we show up. And so you not having a support system or feeling like the people in your life wouldn't support what you're doing, that can definitely be something that's holding you back. So how do we get past this? How do we really move past the thing that's holding us back to get more of the potential and to live out more of the purpose? Well, the first thing is to get some help. We can understand why it's so important to tap into our purpose and to uh, tap into our potential. We can see some of the barriers that are standing in front of us, keeping us moving ahead. But really, sometimes just knowing and seeing isn't enough. Sometimes we really need help to get us past the thing that's holding us back. And to really tap into your potential and to live out your purpose, you might need some help. No one gets to their success pinnacle alone, whatever that might look like for you. Think about the greatest athletes, the most successful business owners, um, even just your everyday success stories of, you know, moms that are making it as a stay-at-home mom, um, you know, wives are making it, you know, married to people that are not perfect. I mean, come on, the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, we usually have some help. We have a mentor, we have uh, a coach, we have a good friend that supports and listens to us. Maybe that is your spouse. Um, we don't get where we go by ourselves. I run a coaching community for women. And in that it is so evident that we really all work together to get to where we want to go. And in that community, we call it a community for the reason exactly because it is a community because we all can invest in and share and support in each other's growth and their journey. And I love it. I love watching other members of our coaching community, uh, speak into and invest into other members and, and give advice and to support and applaud and cheer on. Because again, we don't do it alone. If you're not a part of a coaching community, you know, there's other help out there. There's great podcasts and books and apps and uh, friendships and connections and mentors. I mean, look for the help because you don't have to do it alone. When I think about the definition of a coach, uh, I had a coach that I used to work with define a coach as someone who conveys a valued person from where they are to where they want to be. So a coach is someone who takes a con conveys a person of value from where they are to where they want to be. So think about that for a minute. In order to get help and accept the help and utilize the help, 
you have to be someone of value, meaning you have to see that you are worth the work. You are worth the investment. And whether it's a coach or a mentor or a friend, uh, or maybe you're listening to support through a YouTube video or a podcast episode, you have to first believe and know and value that the thing that you're working to achieve is worth the work, that you are worth the work. And then you've got to assess where you are. Here's where I'm at right now. It's not where I want to be. It's not where I'm going to stay, but this is where I'm starting. And then you got to know where you're going. It's just like that whole conversation we had about the thing that's holding you back could be your lack of recognizing the vision, the intention, the goal. You got to know that that's where you're headed. When a runner takes off around the track, their focus, their intention is to get to the finish line. And really, they want to get to the finish line first. But their real intention is to run the race and to get to the finish line and to have the best race that they have had. You have the same kind of vision to create for yourself. What is your race going to look like? What does your finish line need to look like? And you need to know where I'm starting and where you're going. So when you're working with a coach or a mentor, they should be able to tap into some sources, some, some things inside of you to help you go forward. One of those things is drive. And Brian Buffini, if you are a fan of motivational people and uh, motivational coaches, you can check him out. Brian Buffini uh, will link his podcast in the show notes for you. But he talks about coaches because he runs a coaching company. And he talks that talks about how coaches should give you drive, should give you fuel, and give you the vehicle. And what he says about drive is that it's not necessarily that a coach is going to put drive into you. Uh, a good coach or a good mentor can't necessarily put the drive into you, but they can pull it out of you. Really, for the person who's wanting to tap into potential, who's wanting to dial up their purpose, it is not just about doing the minimum. It is about the and then some. I spent many, many years in the Mary Kay uh, Corporation. And when you work in that environment, you can't help but learn a lot, a lot about the woman herself, Mary Kay. Uh, and if you don't know her story, her her story of how she launched her company and built it is really, really inspiring and one of the things that she impressed on her consultants and the people who worked for her was this philosophy of and then some. And she tried to encourage people to go beyond just the, the minimum and to do and then some. And of course, when she was talking to her sales force, uh, she would tell them, don't just make the three phone calls today, make five the and then some factor. I'm going to do what's required of me and then some. I'm going to do what's necessary and then some. And I look at where we want to go and looking at really how to move into our purpose and move in potential. It is not about just doing the basics and the minimum. It is about the and then some. And the and then some may mean for you right now doing the work to just start to uncover all of this. But it's it's not a matter of just expecting it to happen or wishing for it to happen. You've got to make it happen. And sometimes it's more than just the bare minimum. It's and then some. When we talk about fuel, if you want to drive, you got to have fuel, right? <laughs> and when we talk about fuel in my world, that's motivation. 
an inspiration. See, motivation is something that you get consistently. It's something you need consistently. You don't just get it one time and then you're set for life. It's something you have to constantly be feeding yourself and putting into your your heart and into your mind. Zig Ziglar, who is one of my favorite motivational speakers, uh, caught a lot of flack about being a motivational person and that being his platform. And uh, in a panel discussion one time, someone kind of gave him a little bit of heat about being a motivational speaker and said, you know, motivation does not last. You know, what do you say to that? This is kind of a crock, you know, this whole motivation thing. It doesn't last. And Zig Ziglar became famous uh, in his response to that person because he said, you're right. Motivation doesn't last. Neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Y'all, we are bombarded with messages all day long. Every you know, little blip on our smartphone, every ding, every notification, every buzz from our smartphones to our tablets, to our email, to, you know, what we're watching on TV, to what we hear on the radio. I mean, we are bombarded with messages all day long. And if you stop and think about what those messages are, not very many of them are motivational. Social media, not motivational. <laughs> You're watching yourself in gossip and rumors and political fights and uh, fear from the media and news that just is depressing. And that's not really motivating. And while some of that's important, you know, I like to be informed too and stay up on what's going on. But, you know, the reality is, is that we also need a double dose of motivation. And that means sometimes going and seeking it out, looking for what sort of things is going to put good into my mind, into my heart, so that I am fueled for the day, fueled for this potential progress that I need to make. And so whether that's, again, a podcast, a video, whether you're catching something from a coach or a mentor, that's the stuff that becomes the rocket fuel for the drive you need to go where you want to go. And then as Brian would say, we have the drive. We know the fuel. Now we need the car. We need the vehicle. And this is where you create routines and processes in your life that create space and time for you to do this work. You need a track to run on. You can't just stand uh, at the starting block and wish for the finish line. You have to have a track to run on. And so what practical things do you need to do to do all of this, to create a support system, to stay tapped into a mentor or a coach or someone who's going to pull you along and expect a little more of you? What's it going to be like for you to um, up your drive and get the right fuel and do the work? Because it's not just about knowing, it's so much about doing. And you have to create the space and time to run on the track that's ahead of you. That may mean adjusting your routine. That mean that may mean waking up a little early, staying up a little late, using your lunch break to, you know, get out of the office and sit in your car and listen to the podcast you need to listen to, or make a couple of extra phone calls, or getting up early so that you can have some quiet time to get yourself in the right mindset and to invest into your heart and your personal growth. It may mean the thing you really need is to move your body and get to the gym and you need to carve out a routine and a time and a place to do that. Whatever it needs to be for you, whatever the work has to be to move from one step to the next, you've got to create the space to do it. 
the reason this is so important is because as you start to run on that path and you start to take one step and the next and the next, it builds momentum. And when we're building momentum, there's an automatic excitement that comes into factor. When we think about uh, the feeling of momentum, it feels like success, even if we're not at the finish line yet, even if we're not even in the sight of the finish line. But just the fact that we're moving ahead and we're not stuck and stagnant, that feels so good. And the emotion of that is almost its own reward. So we have to create the, the space and the time to do the work so we feel the momentum and we keep doing it over and over but it kind of takes time. You know, when we start to run around the track, you may be a fast runner, but it's more than just one step. It takes a little time. We live in a microwave society where we expect for everything to be done in 30 seconds or less. And it just doesn't work like that, especially when we're talking about your purpose, especially when we're talking about unearthing and living out your potential. You've got to put in the work and you have to allow for the time. I think about that garden in our backyard. I wanted fresh tomatoes so badly. I could hardly stand it. I couldn't wait for those tomatoes to ripen so that we could have fresh tomatoes because there is nothing like a garden fresh tomato. What you buy in the store doesn't even hold a candle to it. And I look forward to having fresh tomatoes every summer. But we got some crazy weather at the beginning of the year uh, that season. And it just seemed forever for the tomatoes to take off. And we did everything right. We planted the little starter plants. We were watching over them, making sure they got their water, giving them the right fertilizer, making sure they had the right pH in their soil, all the things you're supposed to do. And nothing made them go faster. Nothing had them ripen in a quicker fashion. They just had to take their time. And man, as soon as I started to see one of those little suckers turn red, I was so excited. But it was a waiting game. Things take time and you need to allow yourself the time to do the work and to make the journey and to have the progress. But the success part, that that win feeling comes from the momentum of really doing the daily work and celebrating the daily wins. There's nothing to say that a little pat on the back every now and then isn't warranted. It just is going to take time to really get to the end of the line and cross that finish line. When we think about momentum, the definition of momentum is an object in motion stays in motion until it meets a resisting force. Think about that in your life and what you want out of life. You can move in motion and stay in motion, but as soon as you hit a resisting force, you're going to stop. And then you have a decision to make. One, what's sitting in my way? How am I going to get over it? And am I willing to do the work to get over it? or around it, or under it, or through it, whatever it might be. we got to recognize the resisting force. Do we have resisting force in life? You bet. Sometimes we are our own resisting force. And then sometimes, you know, life circumstances get dumped in front of us. We are dealt a disappointment or a setback. We are going to have a resisting force. But when we come up to that, we have to recognize it for what it is. Then we have to decide how are we going to move around it and are we willing to do the work to do it? Here's the thing. When you're working on putting motivation in your life on a daily basis, that's what gives you the energy to want to work through it. And it's a healthy mindset that comes out of 
these things that we're discussing today, that mindset that's determined, that is focused, that is hell-bent on getting through to the other side, that's what gives you the power and the strength to move forward. So you have to keep going. You can't quit. You can't stop. At the base of that resisting force, you have to have the determination to keep moving forward, whatever the cost. But here's the thing. Quitting and stopping and resting are different things. You can stop if you need to. If you need to take a break, if you need to stop because you need to maybe work on something else or you need to uh, develop another aspect of yourself first um, or life just happens and you need to stop, you can stop. Stop is just a choice in the moment based on the circumstances or the things that you have in front of you. Quitting is a mindset that's almost like a defiant two-year-old that digs their heels in and crosses their arms and sticks out their lip and says, I quit. I'm just not going to do it. But sometimes we, we do have to stop. Sometimes we do have to rest and that's okay too. Sometimes Things that we go through and the forces we come up against that resist us, they're they're heavy, they're big, and it's okay to take a rest. A couple of years ago, my father-in-law was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I was owned a business. I was working to try to grow that. And when all of that happened, so much in life failed to be a priority because it became uh, how to take care of him, how to help him through um, chemo appointments and and just, you know, give him the, the support and the attention he needed to navigate um, that awful diagnosis. And for me personally, it was about helping support and help my husband navigate through that because he was watching his father go through just a horrible experience. In that moment, everything else stopped. We weren't going to the gym trying to work out and get fit. I wasn't growing the business. In fact, we closed the business and I went to work a full-time job in order to kind of help give us some income so Matt could take some time away from work to spend with his dad. We took a lot of resting time during that season of life because it was hard. It was challenging and it was a resisting force. And while we were determined to get through that and get past that, it didn't come without its heavy days. And there were times where we had to stop and there were times that we had to rest. In that season of all of that, uh, my husband and I had started a debt-free journey and we were you know, determined to pay off debt and get debt-free. But of course, when things happened to my father-in-law, that just really wasn't quite as important And some of that process stopped. And sometimes we took a break because we just were more concerned about other things. And that's okay. You can do that. But you can come back. You can go back and pick up where you left off. And that's the difference. Quitting means you walk away and you never come back for it. You just abandon it and you just leave. You turn your back on it and you walk away. Resting, stopping means that you might set it down for a moment but you're going to come back to it later. Some of us may feel that way about the way 2020 has unfolded for us. So much that has gone on has just left us shaking our heads. And you may feel in just all that you've been up against this year that you've stopped some things, you've taken some time to rest. But let me tell you, that doesn't mean that you have to quit. There was a meme I posted on our my Facebook group just the other day, and it was a billboard 
uh, picture that someone had made and it said to all the doors that closed on me, I'm coming back to buy the building. And I loved that meme because I thought, isn't that exactly what 2020 feels like? A lot of closed doors, but y'all, are you deciding to come back and buy the building? Because you can, you can stop, you can rest, but you don't have to quit. You can come back to it. Edmund Hillary is known as the first man to have climbed uh, Mount Everest, but a lot of people don't know that he made the climb earlier uh, with a team and the team got hit with a really bad storm and it killed more than half of the team. And so there was this tragic deaths um, because of the storm. But this was a, you know, a different time where technology wasn't there and the skill and the resources weren't there. And so when uh, Mr. Hillary made it back to England from that failed attempt to climb Mount Everest, uh, everyone in England was ready to celebrate him. They just knew he was going to be successful and they were ready to celebrate his success. And he had to show up in front of the house, the houses of parliament and explain to them that he failed, that they got hit with a storm and he uh, he lost most of his team. And in uh, hanging in the parliament was this giant tapestry of Mount Everest, no doubt hanging there <laughs> to celebrate what they assumed would be his success. And Edmund Hillary was quoted saying, as he looked at that big old tapestry of Mount Everest, there you are, old mountain, but you're as big as you're ever going to get. I'm, I'm still growing. Y'all, that is the truth of what this is about. When we talk about joy in the journey and uh, being satisfied with progress, not perfection, it's coming to the point of realizing that while things that we're up against and things that we have to get through or get past, it'll be as big as it's ever going to be. But you and I, we're still growing. We're still learning. We're still uncovering aspects of who we are of our potential, of our abilities, of our talents. And as long as you keep moving ahead with the attitude of, I'm still growing, I'm still learning, I'm still getting better every day, no day is going to be a waste. And yes, choosing to tap into your, your potential and to live out your purpose may require some risk. It may require you to put in some work, but it is truly what makes it better in the end. J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter series, uh, was in an interview and someone asked her about taking the risk of being an author and, and all the risk that comes with that. And she had told them that, yeah, there is a lot of risk, but you can choose to live life and live it with risk and maybe, maybe have to deal with some failure and deal with some setbacks and disappointments, or you can live life so cautiously that there is no risk and there is no failure but then have you ever really lived at all? And that's the truth for us. You know, we can sit back and say, oh, Christy, that's good for you. You can run off and start a business or launch a podcast or get on a stage or write a book, but that, that's just not me. I'm just not brave enough. I can't do that. That's not my thing. Well, you're right. It's maybe not your thing, but you do have your thing. And whatever that is, is what the world is waiting for you to step into. That's the potential we're ready for you to uncover, to unleash, to let sprout and grow. And we'll wait. We'll wait for you to get there. We'll wait for you to grow up strong, to uh, you know get ripe. But we want to see you do it. And we want to benefit from 
all that you have to offer when you get to that growth point. I want to stand on the sidelines and cheer every one of you as you start making the lap around the track. And even when you're still just on step five or 10 or 25, and there's 400 more steps ahead of you, we're going to celebrate step four, step five, step six, all the way around the track. Because it's not about just getting to the end. It's not about just getting to the finish line. It is about celebrating your momentum and recognize that as you work to take the next step and the next step, as you work to learn more about you, as you absorb more motivation, more mentorship, more know-how, you are literally transforming and growing in front of us. You are literally taking all that is inside of you and you're letting it push out so that you can grow even more and offer even more. When I talk to people about the topic of purpose, uh, really what people are looking for is a way to be significant. We're all looking for a way to make a difference, to make an impact, to leave a legacy, whatever you want to call it, whatever label you want to slap on it. It's all the same thing. We're all just looking for the way to matter. But to matter means that we have to move. It means we have to grow. It means we have to do things differently. See, we can't be significant, which means to ask to not be written off. When you say, I want to be significant, what you're saying is, I don't want to be dismissed. I don't want to be forgotten about. I don't want to be overlooked. And if that's your heart and that's what we want out of life, the very last thing you should do is sit on the sidelines and blend in with the scenery. Being a wallflower isn't going to allow you to have the feeling of significance. Your way of showing up and being unique and tapping into your potential and showcasing your abilities is going to look different than mine. It may be bigger than what I'm doing. It may be smaller than what I'm doing, but we're not here to compare. Each of us are running our own path. What we are here to do is to encourage each other in our own unique journey. And when we come up against that resisting force, to be able to stand there together and say, yep, I see you, old mountain. You may have beaten me once, but you're as big as you're ever going to get. And I'm still growing. Well, I hope you were motivated and inspired by today's episode, not to be perfect, but just to make progress. Not to act like you have it all together, but just to start exploring and start looking for the ways you can tap into your potential and live out your purpose. If you are looking for some resources to help you out with this, be sure that you visit our website at christybrowning.com. You will find some other podcast episodes as well as some other videos that you can watch, some of our books that we have on our online shop all of which can help motivate you, encourage you, inspire you to get into that untapped potential to live out that purpose. I also would love it if you would share this with somebody who you think also needs to uh, take the cap off of that potential and let it go. Let it go. Let it pour out into all that they do and all that they encounter. You know, you can share this podcast by simply taking a screenshot with your smartphone of you listening to this episode and share it on your social media platforms. I would love that if you would do it. And you can also just tell the people that you know, hey, go check out the Live Revised podcast. You can find it on all of your favorite podcast platforms and we would surely appreciate it. 
Until next time, friend, be encouraged, be empowered, be inspired to uncover that purpose and to live it with passion. We'll be here to help you along the way and cheer you on as you do. Thank you.